There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Right now, we're going to talk automotive. We have two guests in the studio with us. It's uh, Damien Reed from The Wheel Hub and Naz Chowdhury, CEO and co-founder of We Cash Any Car. Very warm welcome to you. First of all, Damien, you've been on your travels. Yeah, I have been um, doing something quite different this time. We were, we were still, still there's still a car element in it. We were with Infinity driving their new SUVs, but in a very, very different location. We went to Mongolia and we drove them through the Gobi Desert um, all in the name of research, as we were working with the local paleontologists and, and geologists at the um, at the uh, the Academy of Sciences there, looking for dinosaur fossils. So it was a pretty incredible time. I mean, I've seen some of your pictures, Damien. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really something else because we were uh, we were part of this expedition crew that have been searching since about April. For, for, for new fossils. It's the spot where almost 100 years ago, in fact, it's to celebrate the centenary of 100 years ago since they discovered the first dinosaur eggs in the region, in that specific area. So we went back and using the latest technology of, of, of thermal imaging and, and uh, thermal cameras attached to drones and, and so, some other um, really good equipment, we found a whole lot more. In fact, they found potentially three new species um, and whilst we were there, we actually found quite a few uh, fossils that, that, that hadn't been found before. So they're going back to make casts of them and then put them into the museum in in, uh, in Mongolia. So, yeah, really worthwhile trip. Great fun. Um, but just just a phenomenal experience. Incredible. It sounds amazing. Naz, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you for having me back. Very well, thank you. I've got my thinking cap on. I'm ready for any uh, messages that come through later on in the show. <laughs> well, that's what we want to remind people. If you do have a query about cars, both of our guests are happy to answer in any way they can or help you out. Of course, uh, we play we ca- uh, we play cash or trash on this program. So if you want to know what your car's worth, if you're thinking of selling it, if you are thinking of buying a new car, uh, do text us in. But we need as much detail as possible, Naz. What's great for you to hear in terms of the text? What do you need to So um, it'd be make, model, mileage, uh, trim specification, because that makes a big difference on the car as well. And whether you have any service history, if it's a nice color, things like that. Essentially, the more information we have, the more accurate we can give you um, the price. Okay. And um, what are you sort of seeing in terms of trends at the moment, Naz? Because, um, you know, you're in a position where you get lots and lots of people coming to you at WeCash Car, thinking, well, I either maybe have my eye on something else and I can't afford to wait, or maybe perhaps I might be leaving the country. What are you sort of seeing at the moment? So I've compiled some uh, fairly interesting statistics we can go through on later in the show. But essentially, uh, there's certain cars that hold a lot more residual value after mm. three to five years. And there's cer- uh, certain cars that lose a lot of value. In fact, it's between 30 to 60% um, of the first three years of ownership. So um, a lot of people look at the running cost of a car, fuel, insurance, and other associated running costs. But the largest hit on the pocket really is the actual depreciation. So you know, a wise buyer should always look at which cars hold value the most. And we can go through that later on in the show. Okay. 
It's, I guess I was going to say, it's that time of year. A lot of people are coming into the UAE, a lot of brand new expats. I'm on a lot of forums and a lot of people are asking. And uh, one question that comes up quite a lot, people weighing up whether they should go for a rental or actually fork out and buy themselves a car. Because you can get, obviously, decent long-term rental de- deals or whether they should rent in the short term. And So, you know, what, what is the advice to someone coming into the country? What should, what should they be looking There's at? There's actually a third option now, which is opening up. Uh, we're just catching up to the rest of the world where lease cars are becoming a very viable option mm. uh, or a higher purchase where you have the right mm. to buy the car after the three years. And again, it all depends on you know a number of things. It's a very transient place. So people are coming and going. So the first question really is, you know, how long are you staying here? Um, are you willing to put down a deposit and fork out a little bit more? Um, is it are you buying the car for pleasure and to have fun or are you just buying it to go from A to B and you don't particularly care what you drive? Uh, but these are definitely things to look into. But you get some amazing deals at the moment um, with the way the market is at the moment. A lot of the main dealers are giving discounts and being very competitive and all the new makes and models that are coming out. There's some fairly good deals to be had as well. OK, it is now time to get involved with those figures and talk numbers. <laughs> Cash or trash? So, Naz, the first text we've had in today, there's no name on this. It's 2016 Peugeot 208 Cruise Control, 57,000 kilometres. What are we talking? Um, again, with that limited information, I'd say around 20 to 25,000 dirhams. Okay. Um, we have a text from Mohammed, and it's a Toyota Yaris, 1.3 litres, mid option, 2012. 177,000 kilometres. So unfortunately, the kilometres will have a a negative impact on the value. Um, Although it's one of the cars on my list that have the best residual value after five years, um, which would put this car around 15,000 dirhams. Now, considering the year of the car and the the usage, um, I think it depreciates fairly well. And the next one, Justin's been in saying, I've got a Mazda 6. It's a 2015 model, 80,000 kilometers on it, and it's been agency maintained. Hi, Justin. Uh, ballpark figure for your car will be around 20 to 22, 23,000 dirhams in that region. Okay. And uh, I mean, can you give us a hint of some of the cars that hold their value? Because you mentioned the Yaris um, there as one of the popular cars. So. The, um, we can start by the the manufacturers first. Mm. Um, although there's some manuf- there's some brands, there's some models within the manufacturers that don't perform as well. But typically, what we found is the cars that have the most residual value in this region are Toyotas, Nissans, and Hondas. Um, and you can see that there's more of them on yeah. the road than anything else, really. Um, of course, there's some Toyotas that don't perform as well. For example, the Toyota Orion and the Avalon, which are not as popular. And in terms of Without well, in terms of cars that you have to be careful about, um, things like Cadillac, Hyundai, Renault, uh, Lincoln, which typically have a much higher depreciation. You have to remember that as soon as you drive out of the showroom, you're typically losing 20% of the value off the bat with a further 10 to 15% every year. And Damien, I mean, you love your cars. And sometimes mm. for someone hearing, well, this car might not hold its residual value, but I love it. If you take something like a Chevrolet or, you know, a Lincoln, and you might just be passionate about Lincoln. So you think a lot of people are thinking, what's this car going to be worth to me in a few years? Or are most people thinking, I just love how it drives now. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that as well. And if you're going to be here for a long term, then if you're not sort of really, you not shouldn't really be thinking about residuals and turnovers if you're going to keep the car for more than more than three years, say four or five years, you might as well get a car to enjoy it. 
And uh, I've fallen victim to that a few times, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've lost money on every car that I've owned because I've loved driving them and I've really enjoyed them. I don't think I've ever bought a car for investment purposes. But if you're in the if you're in a business and you're running a fleet, then it's safe to go down that path of getting, as you're saying, the the, the Toyota Camrys, the the Yaris's, the Hondas, because you're going to turn them over and get the highest resale. But if you're just after a car for yourself, get a car that you like and enjoy. That's the that's the primary reason. Um, you shouldn't really be buying a car for its resale value if it's for your own personal use. That's that's just the way I think. I think just enjoy the car. And, and, and cop it. If you get a good one that does have a good resale, that's a bit just a bit of a bonus. There's nothing worse than driving a car that you really don't like, is there? <laughs> exactly. It's just like, and, what is the point? And still potentially losing money on it. That's the other thing. <laughs> it's not ideal, is it? If you, uh, if you want us to have a look at your car, or even if there's a car in mind that you're thinking of buying, I was uh, having breakfast the other day and someone said, oh... Um, are you doing cash or trash this weekend? And I was like, yeah, 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 we're doing it on Thursday, as usual. We always do it. And he said, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure. I'm thinking about a Raptor. And then the other car was such a complete contrast. I was like, well, text in. I don't I don't value the cars. You have to text in. Just asking me isn't enough. I don't know the answer. So. Drive Live talks automotive. We are talking automotive on Drive Live today. We have two guests in the studio. We have... Uh, Damien Reed, who's a motoring journalist, he's just returned for an amazing trip, actually. And we have Naz Chattery from We Cash Any Car. And I have to say, there's so many text messages for cash or trash. <laughs> it's gone wild. It's gone crazy. <laughs> but we do have a few things to get through first. But yes, if you've got a Mazda MX-5, if you've got a Jeep Grand Cherokee, if you have a Ford Mondeo, a Honda Pilot, a Golf R Mark VI, a VW Touareg, we will get to you and the rest of them. And... Uh, all the other texts and questions we've got to, we'll try our very best. But as one of the things we were talking about um, a few minutes ago was the residual value on some cars. And, um, you know, you're either in two camps and we've kind of discussed that. Some people are like, well, you know, I'm going to have this car for a couple of years, then I want to sell it. So I want to make sure this is going to hold its value. And if you are that kind of person, where do you start looking? So in terms of residual value there's a number of reasons why a car would hold its value um one of the reasons why japanese tend to perform best here is the maintenance is relatively low so a german premium car has one of the highest depreciation rates here in the uae and that's simply because of the maintenance cost it could cost 10 15000 dirhams a year to run whereas a toyota yaris at worst a couple of thousand dirhams a year would keep the car on the road um we have some top tips as well in terms of how can you keep the the maximum residual value for your car uh things like service history so you want to make sure you're servicing on time and every time and keeping hold of all the documentation the amount of customers that come in and they claim to have full service history but they don't have any record of it so it's really good to hold on on to, on to all of that um, one thing that really, really affects the value here is the condition of the paintwork. Um, yeah. As soon as a car has been painted or there's a sign of accident history, even if it's just a dent or a scratch or a fender bender, uh, it could really have a detrimental impact on the value. So try and you know park far away in the malls and things like that to make sure your bodywork stays clean. And one final point that I wanted to mention was presentability. If you are selling the car to ourselves or online, um, first impressions, as with anything, make a huge difference. So it wouldn't, you know, go amiss to spend 50 dirhams on a nice car wash uh, mm. because that would really add value to the car, surprisingly. OK, so I guess we do have so many to get through. We should try and plough in. <laughs> Cash or trash? 
Now, Toyota is one of those cars that you say does hold the residual value, Naz. Let's ask you a couple on Toyota. Toyota Land Cruiser Prado 2009, 2.7 litre V6, 125 rather thousand kilometres. Um, what price would uh, someone get about for that? Yeah, about 35,000 dirhams. Okay, we have another Yaris. This is 1.3, 2011, mid-option silver, 117,000 kilometres, central locking, steering control. Around 12 to 14,000 dirhams. And one more Prado, uh, a 2015 4-litre VXR V6 5-door, 67,000 kilometres, full service history, still under warranty. Sarah says thanks. So she can add to that, one careful lady owner. <laughs> and we all know We've it means all heard nothing. That yeah. <laughs> um, excellent car, one of the best in terms of residual value, the Prado, um, which would put that around 65 to 70,000 dirhams. Um, I've got another Toyota here, Camry S, 2.5 litre, 2016 model, uh, 60,420 kilometres on it. It's black and it's got GCC specs. Uh, depends on the option and trim level, but around thirty-five to 40,000 dirhams. And that, again, is one of the top five holding residual cars in the UAE. Not bad. And uh, we'll move to uh, Jeep. Uh, 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee limited edition black colour uh, with a mileage of only 37,000 kilometres. Uh, still got a warranty until 2021 and a service contract until 60,000 kilometres. Full options, 3.7 litre engine. So the warranty and the service contract are uh, great additions. And if you do have a car with the option to extend the warranty for the sake of a couple of thousand, it's always worth doing as it really helps with the residual value. Um, if you find an end user, you're looking to get around 80,000 dirhams for this car. Okay, there is another Jeep Grand Cherokee. Um, says SRTA, I don't know what that means, UAE spec, top range service every 5,000 kilometres. It's done 106,000, perfect condition. Simon says it was 2013. Um, so the SRT8, uh, Natalie, means this car was actually the fastest four by, production 4x4 when it came out. So SRT is the all... All, all singing, singing, all, all dancing. dancing. Dancing super fast, zero to 60, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the car today is worth around 60,000 dirhams. Okay. And um, Damien, you've been driving 4x4s at the moment. They're, mm. they're such a popular vehicle here in the region, aren't they? Oh, incredibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and well, they're, they're the most popular form of vehicle here. And, yeah. and that's, that's the thing that's growing globally. Really? So, yeah. Okay. So, for instance, the car that we that we just drove in in, in Mongolia is yeah. the, the Infiniti QX50. Now, it's in um, the the small premium sector of the SUV market, which is the fastest growing market of the car market at the moment. So, it's I think it's the third biggest market currently in the UAE, but it will be the number one within the next two years. Um, and just an example, I think they sold half a million each in the US and in China last year in that sector. So that sector is booming. Growing, yeah. Every, everyone wants an SUV. Everyone wants a smallish compact SUV at the moment. That's that's where it's going. On on that note, I was one thing I was going to ask you, obviously we're very lucky in the UAE and in this region because we um, have the benefit of very low fuel prices. So it's affordable to, to run these kind of vehicles. But what about in other markets across Europe and other places where um, obviously fuel prices are quite horrific in comparison, where people just can't um, afford to run them. So is there any kind of onus on the manufacturers to make them more fuel efficient and more economical? Yeah, definitely. And this is where it's coming back to people want the big SUV, but they're getting the, the, the mm. down market sized car because it has a very fuel efficient engine in there now. So most of them now are 
Even in this own sector, two years ago, they were mostly V6s, three, three and a half litre V6s. Now they're two litre four cylinder turbocharged engines, which are putting out the same amount of power, but considerably less fuel uh, consumption, about the same as a, as a regular four cylinder car. So the fuel economy, the fuel consumption figures in, in, in that market of SUVs has come down dramatically. And also you, in that sector now, they're also selling them as optionals where it's just a two-wheel driven car, not a four-wheel driven car. So you can have the big look and feel of the SUV, but you're still driving a front-wheel drive car, which saves a little more fuel. Nice. Okay. Uh, Sarah uh, has texted back in to say, uh, this. Sarah was a 2015 Toyota Prado 4-litre VXR V6 5-door, 67,000 kilometres, full service history, still under warranty. Um, Sarah says, Toyota quoted me 93 um, what what did we say for Sarah? I think we said a little bit less than that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it's a trade-in value yeah. or an outright cash value because typically uh, the way the main dealers work is if you're part exchanging your car for a new vehicle, they can juggle the numbers around they and can, give you slightly mm. more. Whereas if it's an outright cash price, it's obviously going to be slightly If less. it's an outright cash price, your advice simply is to bite the hand off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're kind of saying, reading between the lines. Um, we have a BMW 328 Sports 2013, 107,000 kilometres agency maintained. So this is the BMW 328. Yeah. Um, I'd say around 40,000 dirhams. Okay, uh, what about this? Honda Pilot Touring 2015, it's white, 87,000 kilometres, agency maintained and full history. And um, Barat says, what's it worth? Around 65,000 dirhams. 65 is not bad, mm. is it? What would this car sort of cost at new? Uh, what, what, sorry, what year was it again? It's 2015 a... Honda Pilot, Pilot. Touring. Um, Probably looking about 80,000, I guess, new. Yeah. That's not bad, is it? Depends you know, for, yeah. yeah. A really desirable car, lots of seats, good family car. And again, being a Honda, it's uh, fairly inexpensive to run. Okay, Sarah's, Sarah's um, obviously caught our attention because um, she's saying they've offered her cash. So maybe they, they've got people coming to them saying, we want this car. Um, you know, do you have any in stock? It's difficult to say. I mean, a dealership typically wouldn't offer you cash on the spot. So what they do is they'd give you a tentative figure mm. and subject to inspecting the car in their service center. And, and then, then obviously they'll inspect it and they'll find a few things that aren't <laughs> quite what they thought and it was. And then they'd readjust <laughs> that price. And of course, I'm, we're giving ballpark figures here, um, dependent on trim level colors and things like that. But um, yes, there's a slight discrepancy there around 10%. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's subjective if you want your car sold very quickly. And if you're going to put your car in a marketplace like Dubizzle, you know, the price you're going to get is very different, isn't it, in all yeah. of those places. And that's kind of what we're getting at. Uh, we'll squeeze in one more. Uh, 2013 Golf R Mark VI. Full service history, agency maintained 98. The mileage is quite low, isn't it? 98,000 mm-hmm. kilometers. And it's only ever had two owners. Um, no name on that, but they want to know what it's worth. One of my personal favorites, actually. The Golf R is arguably oh, you know, one of the best hot you, hatches. And you I've and my through. husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, and good for resale value as well. I'd say an end user price for this car is around 50, even 55,000 dirhams if you find the right buyer. Wow, that's, re- that's really, really good. Yeah. Drive live. 
Talks Automotive. We are talking automotive on Drive Live today. We have two guests in the studio with us. We have Damien Reed, who is a motoring journalist, and Naz Chowdhury from We Cash Any Car. And we're playing Cash or Trash. It's really, really busy. So we're going to try and get to as many of them as possible. Emma, you've got a couple that have come in there. Yeah, we'll start with a couple of Volkswagens. Uh, first one, 2015 uh, Tarag SE with 33,000 kilometres on the clock. That's all we know about that one. Um Slight variation depending on the spec and the trim level, but anywhere from 80 to 110,000 dirhams. It really depends on the trim level. Okay, and the second one is also a Tarag. This one is a uh, 2012. It's white, 95,000 kilometers, which I think is probably quite low for the age of it. Um, Leather seats, sunroof, full agency service. It's recently been serviced. It's got a full new set of tires. Um, Basically, Texas says, I want to sell it as I'm looking for a decent seven-seater for the family requirements, or should I sell it later given the recent spend on servicing um in terms of when to sell as i always say to the uh, listeners out there i'd wait till september when the market picks up um, in terms of residual value you 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 know if you're to advertise and you have a bit of time to wait uh, you can expect to receive around 50 to fifty-five thousand dirhams um but yeah i mean it's it's pretty much hit the 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 steepest part of the depreciation curve um, and it's only going to lose another 5,000 dirhams a year now. So it just depends how quickly you want to get into that seven-seater, really. Okay, okay this um, is a message from Kevin for both of you, actually. It says, I'm in the market for a new four-wheel drive workhorse. So the key is that it might be driving up and down the road a lot. We're not quite sure where Kevin is driving to or from, but it's, oh, here we go. It's going to be doing five kilometres a month. So it's certainly not Abu Dhabi and back every day. Uh, I need something super reliable, easy to maintain. I'm thinking between... The Prado and a V6 Patrol. Any thoughts? And if there's any suggestions in that price range. Now, Damien, what would your advice be in terms of a, a four-wheel drive? There's doing 5,000 5, kilometres a month is not that much, is it? Or no, is it? No, not, not at all. I mean, it depends. Well, actually, it depends on if it's going to be 5,000 kilometres of off-roading a month or if it's going to be 5,000 highway <laughs> kilometres a month. Big difference. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the obvious ones. You can you go the, uh, the, the, the Patrol... The Land Cruiser is the is the safe bet. Um, if it's more city kind of thing and not really heavy off roading, then you can look at uh, at, at the, the the premium luxury guys. Yeah, um, I know that there's see BMW bringing out a new X5 soon, so there's probably going to start to be some really good deals on mm. on X5s for runouts. Um, but if you want to go at the other end of the scale, then there's there's the new um, there's the new Audi Q8 that's come in that's quite expensive, but that's an option. So it really depends. I don't know if, if he's going to use it for heavy off-roading or for, for lounging around the city makes a big difference. And what would you say, Naz? What, what would you add to that? Unless my math is wrong, 5,000 kilometres a month, he seems to be racking up a fair bit of mileage. That's 60,000 kilometres a year. Um, so in my opinion, he's definitely on the right track. You know, If he's yeah. going to be doing you know, 180,000 kilometres in three years, you want something which doesn't really depreciate and which is minimal to maintain. So yeah, in my opinion, you're definitely on the right track. And in fact, my top five list of best residual value and low maintenance cars are in fact the Prado and uh, the Patrol. Um, so between the two cars, it all depends on size. The Patrol is a little bit bigger, so it depends how much space you actually need, how much parking accessibility there is, depending on where you're going. But um, definitely the right choice, both cars. And I don't think I can think of another car that would financially be a sound, you know. <laughs> okay, so Kevin's text back in, Dubai to Amal Quaim. 
is the distance that it's going. Yeah, so, so it would be. Uh, he's on the right track, Prado or Patrol, and just depends on you know the Prado. The Patrol is slightly more expensive and slightly bigger, so it just depends. Yeah, what his so needs it, are really. It, it, mm. It's city drive. He's not doing five kilometers of off-roading a month. That could be that could be quite excessive. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, fairly. fairly okay, com- competi- competitor rather for my favorite text of the day uh, has come in from Peter, and Peter has a Ford Mondeo Titanium two thousand and nine. Uh, 2.4 litre, full options, dark blue, 120,000 kilometres, mostly serviced by Ford, but on an annual basis. Now, Peter's saying, uh, you know, don't forget about my dear old Mondeo. Is it time for the garage in the sky? <laughs> if there is a minimal minimal sale value, what's the next best step? So um, is it is it time to trash the Mondeo or take it to, you know, the garage in the sky? It's not quite time just yet. However, if there is a single mechanical fault that renders the car beyond economical repair, then it'll be time to go. But as long as the car is running, and generally when we say running, we mean engine, gearbox, and in this region, air conditioning. These three things are still going. The car still has some value. Um, in this particular instance, it'll be around four to 5,000 dirhams. In fact, Mondeo is on my top 20 list of depreciating cars. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, um, this is from Reshma. 2012 Hyundai Tucson, 208,000 kilometers. Full options, black leather seats, sunroof, light blue color, full service history. How much can Reshma expect to get for that car? Unfortunately, the, the kilometers would have a negative impact on the price. I'd say around twelve to 15,000 dirhams. Okay, and next up we've got a Renault Duster, 2014, 46,000 kilometres. It's uh, had agency servicing and repairs that comes from Sebas. So uh, Duster is on my top 10 list of depreciating cars. In fact, we saw some of them a year old losing 40% of the value. Um, that would leave this car um, around 13, 14, 15,000 dirhams. Again, is that because expensive parts, difficult expensive to service? Expensive parts, not really desirable. Um, it does very well in other parts of the world. It's, it does fairly well in Europe, uh, France, of mm. course, exceptionally well. But it's just not really a car that's taken off in this region, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Tolis texted in and said, this isn't cash or trash, but we want to know your views on the Volvo XC40. Damien, is this a car you've driven? Mm, yes, very good. Um, Volvo's come a long way in a very short mm. space of time, and, and their current product, their current range, is really top shelf stuff now. Um, I, I put the I put the forty and the sixty amongst the the best cars you can get out there at the moment for the price. Wow! It depends on on how the resale situation will kick in because they are so new and revolutionary. Um, and they're also very fuel efficient. Volvo's going down a four cylinder path right across its range now, so they're, they're taking that into consideration. But but also good if you're just looking for something that's a bit different. You know the 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 the, the attack they've taken on styling and internal ergonomics and uh, is very different to the way the Germans or the British or the Americans or the Japanese or the the Asian market have, have developed their cars. So it's a little bit different. Um, definitely definitely worth taking a close look at. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to do the Porsche Panamera? Yes, let's do that. We uh, have a Porsche Panamera. It's a GTS 2013. It has 132,000 kilometres on it. What would be the value of that, please? Around 130,000 dirhams. Okay. Um, just an add that it ha- it's under warranty and does have full full air service, service history. history. Does that make a difference? Let's add 10,000 dirhams for the warranty. Okay. It's that important on a Porsche. Really? Yeah, of course, especially, especially the GTS. Okay. Um, so, 
Biplob wants to know um, the total cost of ownership for a used Porsche 911. Is it worth, first of all, buying a used 911? Um, and Biplob's a driving enthusiast. So what do you think? Is that, total cost of ownership surely is how long is a piece of string? It's, yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult to say. I mean, just look at, looking at my previous comment with the Panamera, um, simply because it had extended warranty, it added essentially 10,000 dirhams to the value of the car. Again, reason being is when these 911s go wrong, they could be fairly expensive. Mm. So the cost of ownership, of course, depends on many things. And it'd be interesting to see if you can send another message to give us more detail. Depending on the year of the car, the trim level you're going for, of course, a, a basic Carrera would cost a lot less to run than a turbo. And it also depends on the year. So if you can share some more information, I'll happily share more insights. Mm. Okay, um, this is an interesting question. Um, Ahmed says, I remember seeing the market filled with Kia and Hyundai sedans a few years ago. Now they seem to have vanished. Is there any particular reason, Damien? It, you know, have we seen a change in what people like to drive or is it maybe the fact that there are other cars that are more competitively priced? Yeah, I mean, it depends how far back he's looking at. But, but I guess in, the, say, the last five years, the Kia and Hyundai product have has been refreshed as a completely new uh, product range that's come through, and they've moved up market a little bit. And probably what was what we were seeing before, uh, which was which has taken that place, is the is the Chinese cars that are coming in. So so MG and Geely and and these guys are coming in, and they're building some pretty good stuff. You know, you've you've got to look at the the Chinese cars if you're looking for 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 budget cars. They're the ones that are probably turning over more often than the than the than the previous generation or the current generation Korean cars. So they've probably slipped in and taken that place that we were looking at, say, four or five years ago that the uh, Korean cars were doing because they're now, people are hanging on to those a little bit longer because they've moved up a level in the, in the price structure. Okay. Simon's got back in touch. Simon, just to refresh your memories, had the Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT 8 UAE spec top range serviced uh, every 5,000 kilometres. It's done 106,000 uh, kilometres. And um, Simon's saying, oh, I've seen this. Oh, we suggested 60,000. He said, I've seen them advertised on Dubizzle for 100,000. And Naz, it's, it's worth saying to people, and Damien, you can also back this up. What something is advertised for is not necessarily what it ends up being sold for, is it, Damien? Uh, never, is it? <laughs> has, has, has anyone purchased anything on any uh, on any website or, or online for for surface value? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's about re, re, uh, regions as well. I mean, in Europe, if if you were to um, see a car on one of the classified sites mm. and offer half price, you'd get sworn at. You get the phone put down on you and things like that. Whereas here, it's actually not uncommon. Uh, but, of course, it's a very valid uh, point, and uh, I'd like to address it. Um, there's currently 21,000-odd cars on Dubiza for sale. Unfortunately, there isn't 21,000 buyers out there. So it's really a buyer's market, and um, it's all what someone's willing to pay if you find that prospective buyer. Uh, unfortunately, in your case, Simon, the kilometers are slightly on the higher side. I appreciate the service history. Um, but, you know, they would exchange hands at less than 100,000, in my opinion. Otherwise, it would have sold and the advert would have been deleted, right? <laughs> OK, we're going to just jump to something that's piqued my interest here. Ford Mustang 2015 V8, white with a ruche kit, 45,000 kilometres, only two owners. How much can I expect for that? Um, there's one 
critical question here, and, whether, and that's whether it's a GCC specification car or an American import, mm. because a lot of Mustangs came in as American imports very early on, and they're literally worth half of the GCC variant. Um, so again, depending on the regional specification, between 50 to 75, 80,000 dirhams. Cash or trash? Okay, there's a text that's come in from Mark. It is a 2016 Mazda MX-5. It's 45,000 on the clock. Agency maintained. That's all the detail we have. Uh, what do we think that'll look like in terms of price, Naz? Mm, around 70, 75,000 dirhams. Okay. Mark, hope that's what you were looking for. Uh, this next one is a question really for both of you no name on it but it's um uh, it's a choice they're asking what do you think a brand new sierra f-150 or the new ram 1500 which one of the above will depreciate the most naz will come to you then damien i'd be interested to hear what you think of this too um i'd say the it's a difficult and really um they both have a fairly limited market and a fairly they're fairly, being fairly niche cars. They have a, a limited you know pool of customers in terms of resale value, but I'd say they're on par. Really, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Damien. Yeah, I mean, of 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 the three, so it's the, it's the Sierra, the F one fifty, and the Ram. Um, Fifteen hundred, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say that the Ram would be the one that depreciate the most mm-hmm. out of out of that. The um, the Sierra is a good dependable buy, particularly amongst uh, amongst the local Emiratis. A uh, very popular car mm. inside Dubai, but also outside Dubai and other parts of the UAE. Uh, in the regional parts, um, the F one fifty is a new is probably is is I think it's because the Ram the, the new Rams just arrived. So I was going to say it was the newest, but the new new Rams just here. But the F one fifty is still a very new product and very much in demand. Um, I'd probably put my put my money on that one out of the three. Okay, next up for Cash or Trash, we've got a VW Passat, uh, new look 2016, a premium option, 47,000 kilometres on the clock. How much would that be? That's from Sam. Around 50,000 dirhams, Sam. Okay. okay. Um, Hussain's texting with a 2014 Jaguar XF premium luxury, 58,000 kilometres, uh, eight months warranty, full service history from the agency. It's a two litre, Hussain says. Warranty is definitely a plus. The Jag XF is on my top 20 list of depreciating cars, unfortunately. However, it's still with the warranty and uh, with the mileage, I'd say around forty-five to 50,000 dirhams. Okay, we've got um, another VW coming up. Uh, it's a Jetta, a 2015, two-litre, 147,000 on the clock. Uh, no accident. Um, depends on the uh, spec or the trim level and, of course, the service history, but in the region of... 18 to 27, it really depends on those okay. two things, the service history and whether it's got leather and sunroof and things like that, or if it's just a box standard one. Okay. Uh, we've also got uh, an Infiniti G25S. Uh, uh, sorry, what is that? It, what is that? Yep. Is it in, well, what is that in mileage? I can't work out. Natalie, help me out. Anyway, um, 112,500 <laughs> 112, kilometres. I keep my brain froze. Okay. 2014, full option, accident-free, agency maintained. Um, fairly small market for the G25, actually. You don't see many on the road. I'd say around forty to 45,000 dirhams. 
Okay, uh, Zishan's got back in touch about the Ford Mustang 2015 V8 white with a Roosh kit, 45,000 kilometres, only two owners. Now, we were asking where it was, and he's got back in touch and said, uh, yes, it is a GCC spec, it's agency maintained and warranty with five years, and there's further two years of maintenance left. Will that affect the price? That then? will have a huge impact on the price. So we said anywhere from... I think around 50 to 60. You can ignore that number because that was tailored for the American spec cars. We said up to 80, 85. However, with the fact that it's got extended warranty, uh, that it's a GCC car, I'd even push that price up to 100,000 dollars really. So it just goes to show warranty, local specification, huge impact on price. Okay, it also goes to show if you text us with all the information we need, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we can we give can you more give accurate you, answers. Yeah. Just doubled your money. We can uh, <laughs> basically give you, yeah, a, a lot more detail in terms of the answer. And I was just going to say, it just might be worth mentioning because we were chatting about it off air with the Mustangs and other model, uh, other vehicles, depending where they come. Because from a lot of these cars, their imports, they come from flood damaged areas and other things like that. It has a huge impact on the price of these vehicles, Damien. Yeah, very much so. It, and it's just a very quick check. You know, you look at the car. If you can, if you can, any side, if there's any smell of dampness in the carpet, walk away from it because there's a lot of flood damaged cars that come through. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, no name on this one. It just says, I'm looking at a 12-month lease on an MG RX-5. Do you have any advice for or against it, Damien? An MG RX-5. Um, still new to the market. So, mm. yeah, good value car. This is this is the Chinese iteration of, of, uh, of MG. Um, yeah, so you're, you're up against the the, the, the Koreans. Um, be worth taking it for a drive for sure. Yeah, I haven't driven one myself yet, so it's a bit hard to say. But uh, the, from what I've heard, quite good for the for the money. Uh, Zishan says, "Lol, thanks. Sorry for the partial information. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're just trying to help you." Um, now, as for you people interested in your uh, list of top ten depreciating cars or top twenty, where can people find that? So it's it's not available as of yet, but I'll make sure that we put it on the wecashinicar.com blog. Uh, hopefully, early next week. Okay, maybe he might share the information with us, and you can check out our page too. <laughs> um, okay. And of course, on the Dubai. We <laughs> also have a. Uh, Cadillac, we've not done this yet. The 2014 Cadillac SRX, leather seats, navigation, full options, still under Liberty warranty until September 2019. And uh, this has 75,000 kilometres. Around 65 to 70,000 dollars for that Cadillac. Okay. Uh, Emma, there's we've got a Jeep. Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, Laredo, 2007 model, 3.7 litres, uh, 102,000 kilometres. What is the sale value on that one? Mm, I'd say around seven to 10,000 dirhams due to the age. Okay, we've got a couple of minutes. We're going to try and finish these off. BMW 650i 2012. It's navy blue, red interior, popular interior colour here, 160,000 kilometres. What's this worth? Um, very high kilometers, of course. If it's backed with a you know dealer service history, that would help with the value. Um, and if not, it would have a huge impact on the value. So anywhere really, depending on the service history, from eighty to one hundred and ten, really. And uh, we've got an Infiniti DX50 S, one owner, two thousand and ten, one hundred eighteen thousand kilometers. Always agency service. That from that's from Carol. Um, do you mind if I get back to you on that? I don't know too much about the DX50. No, no, unless not, it's not. a typo or okay. QX50. 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 Okay. 
Okay, racking my yes, brain there. So yes. let, let's assume it's a QX50. Small, uh, mid-size <laughs> SUV, yeah. Uh, sorry, can you repeat the information again? So one owner, 2010, 118,000 kilometers, and it's always been agency serviced. Yeah, uh, uh, around 25 to 30,000 domes. Sorry, it just the, the DX threw me <laughs> off there. <laughs> Okay, and we've also got a 2013 Prado, full option, 107,000 kilometers, agency maintained, no warranty on this one. So this is on my top five uh, best residual holding, you know, in terms of what holding value. I'd say around 90 to 100,000 dirhams. Okay, final car, Mazda 2 sedan, 2011, mid-option, regular main, regularly maintained, it's 1.5 litre, we have no further detail. Again, depends on service history, trim and kilometers, but I'd say around uh, fifteen to 18,000 dirhams. Okay, so no name on this one, but a question. Thanks a lot for the feedback, guys. Regarding seven-seaters, what do you think about the following cars in terms of depreciation and maintenance? So this is exclusively seven-seaters. Aki Sorento, Dodge Durango, Ford Explorer, Honda Pilot, GMC Acadia and Peugeot 5008. Any of those jumping out to you saying that would be my car to depreciate the least, Naz? Um, I'd say Honda Pilot and the other one would be the GMC Acadia okay. in second place, in my opinion. Damien? Yeah. Uh, I'd throw, probably throw, you say, the Ford Explorer in there? Ford Explorer, yeah. Yeah, Honda I'd put, I'd put Pilot. That in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, just we've had a message back about the uh, Infinity. Infinity. It was an FX50. Okay, so let's repeat all the information right. one more time, please. <laughs> okay, let me try and Don't find, find it. it again. It, Carol has an Infinity. It is an FX fifty S, I think. Where's yeah. she? Was it one hundred eighteen thousand on the kilom- on the kilometers? Was that? Um, yeah. Yes. So one hundred eighteen thousand. Two thousand and ten. Service two thousand and ten. One owner. Okay, so around uh, forty to forty-five thousand dollars. Okay. okay, that's it. We did them all. We got through every single one of them. <laughs> Round of applause for you two in the studio. Well done. <laughs> well done. You. you can take a breather now. That is all we've got time for on Drive Live Talks Automotive. Rather, I can't even talk. It's been so busy. <laughs> Big thank you to our two guests, of course, Damien Reed, motoring journalist from the Wheel Hub, and Nats Chowdhury, who's the CEO and co-founder of WeCash AnyCar. Naz, have you got your breath back yet? Just about, just and, about. And Damien, how about you? <laughs> Get catching up there. It was a busy afternoon. Okay. Well, we'll see you both back on the program very soon. If you had a car query and you didn't send it in in time, that's it. Lines are closed. But of course, don't forget to tune in next week. Drive Live Talks Automotive. We'll be back. Our guests, will, of course, will be back at some point. And Cash or Trash, as always, is on on a Thursday. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcast at DubaiEye1038.com.